We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast, special edition podcast today. Uh, one of the best players in the 2025 class, Nate Roberts, not related to my dude over there, Ryan Roberts. You know who that dude is, but the, don't worry. You'll see during the show, all Roberts stick together. So there's no doubt about that. But big time 2025 tight end, Nate Roberts is going to be making a, an announcement here shortly on 247 Sports. He's deciding between the heavyweights, Ryan. He's got offers from Notre Dame, Alabama, Georgia. He visited Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan during this most recent period. His brother's a tight end at Baylor. He's made three trips to Baylor. Obviously, the in-state Sooners are after him as well. Uh, Exactly what you'd expect from one of the nation's best players and best tight ends, Ryan. He's a highly, highly coveted player, and he is going to be making his announcement today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a potential massive one for Notre Dame if they're able to get Nate Roberts in this class. I mean, you already have Davion Dixon, obviously, in the class for Notre Dame. But this is, in my opinion, the best tight end on the board for Notre Dame sure. uh, that they've offered. I really, I would argue he's that. the best tight end in the country, Ryan, from what I've seen today. I mean, he's Very in the conversation possible. without question. Without yeah, question. He's, definitely, he's definitely in the conversation because this kid is – about as gifted of an athlete as you're going to see in the tight end class, but also there's a lot of intangibles behind him and there's a a lot of cool backstory stuff that I hope to be able to share with you all today. So I'm excited for Notre Dame's proposition on this one. Just to preview things, obviously Nate is a sophomore rising junior. He is, uh, as we said, one of the top players in the country, his top 10, including schools we mentioned, plus Auburn, Miami, Wisconsin, Penn state, Oregon were also schools that he considered. As I mentioned, he had an offer from Alabama uh, did a pretty big whirlwind tour this spring, really. I mean, started taking visits back in March and April. He's been to Notre Dame twice. He's been to Oklahoma multiple times. He's He made it down to Georgia. He made it down to um, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. So the family definitely did a good job of getting him out and letting him see the top schools, taking in the schools that he wants to consider. And he decided he's ready to make his decision. And he'll be announcing here shortly on 247 Sports, Ryan. But, you know, it's one of those interesting things where this is really a loaded tight end class. So it was it was it was you you had to see 
you had to kind of you're you're going to find out like okay who do some of these schools really covet because it would be very easy to say well that guy might be hard to get so we're going to go after this guy and you know but this was a guy that Notre Dame was one of those schools that uh, really got in on early let's see if he's going live now um it's been a lot it's, um, it's been a lot of points but it's really it's really cool to see these coaches come in and watch and watch Maltown Washington but uh it's really been a cool opportunity for me and uh it's been it's been a blast but I found my spot and I'm ready to, I'm ready to shut it down. Yes. We are excited to find out where you're headed, but first, who would you uh, like to acknowledge before you make your announcement? Yeah. I want to thank uh, my family and my coaches and everyone, uh, the, the community of Washington and everyone that's been throughout my process. I want to thank all of them. All right, Nate, you have the floor. Where will you be playing your college ball? Thank you all for being here today. I'd like to start by thanking God for this day and this opportunity. I'd like to thank my family, both here and across many states. I would not be where I am today without you. To my inner circle of support and development, I love and appreciate each of you. Coach Beller and the entire coaching staff here at Washington, thank you for setting the standard and holding us to it. Thank you for the time and love that you poured into each of us. And thank you for the support throughout this process. It has been amazing. To my teammates, I appreciate each of you and love you like brothers. I would not be here today without you. To my hometown of Washington, Oklahoma, and Washington Public Schools, I say thank you. We moved here three years ago, and it has been the best decision we ever made. This place and the people are special. I'm proud to be a Washington warrior. To each university that recruited me, I say thank you. My family and I have had the opportunity to meet many great coaches throughout this process, and I have been honored to get to know each of them. The recruiting process has been amazing and I am grateful for the many opportunities extended to me and my further my education and development. From the beginning, I've always believed that God would guide me to my decision. I have now reached that point, and I'm blessed to announce I'm committed to Notre Dame. And there you have it, Ryan. Nate Roberts has committed to the University of Notre Dame, Ryan. That's it, man. It's one, obviously, that we knew was coming because Notre Dame has done a tremendous job. And we'll get into, obviously, a lot of the backstory well, of just well, how they got here. But. If you want to talk about how we knew it was coming, Ryan, I, I, how about instead of us diving into why Nate picked Notre Dame, why don't we let Nate tell everybody why he picked Notre Dame? So let's, let's talk to Mr. Roberts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now joining the Irish Breakdown Podcast, the newest member, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish 2025 class, Mr. Nate Roberts, star tight end out of Washington High School in the state of Oklahoma. We're live here, breaking this down, obviously, but wanted to give you all a little bit of insight into Nate's background and a little bit of why this is happening right now. So Nate, first of all, congratulations. How's it feel to be a part of the program, man, a part of the family? It's been awesome. Uh, I love it. I've I've always dreamed of being Irish, so now that it's actually happening, it's it's a blessing. Well, and let me ask you, because that's funny, because I, I talked to one of your coaches yesterday who told me, and I didn't know this. You should have told me this earlier, man, but yeah. apparently Notre Dame was kind of the favorite school growing up. So is this like a – just how surreal of a moment is this to be a yeah, part of this program yeah, for that yeah, reason? Yeah, it really is. It really is. But just uh, growing up in Norman, Oklahoma uh, – I'm supposed to be like a, a Sooner fan. I grew up a Sooner fan also, but uh, the Irish have always been like a big school that I've looked up to and want to. I've always wanted to go play for them. So it's it's really it's really awesome to finally have that opportunity to play for them, and, uh, and I'm really blessed. Yeah, and and let me. So you are just finishing up your sophomore year of high school. Yes, sir. You're about to go into junior year, which is obviously a huge one. Yep. Why now? I mean, you're getting all obviously a lot of great looks. You mentioned some of the Midwest powers that are coming after you. You're seeing some SEC schools come after you. Why is this the right moment to make this decision? Yeah, so I I know I'm still young, but my process has been going on for a couple months now. So I, I've been able to know what coaches I already like and which coaches I don't like. But uh, after my – after my first visit to Notre Dame, I kind of felt something different than these other schools. Like, uh, I kind of felt like that was really my home. But uh, that second trip, I mean, it just blew it out of the park. I mean, I checked all my boxes, and I just felt like there was no need to wait. And, like, uh, I felt like there was really no need to wait and just shoot it and just get it over with. Yeah. I, I know that you are one of the first players from your school to get this type of attention, kind of the mm-hmm. national perspective, become a national recruit. Yes, sir. How has this process been for you as far as navigating it? And how important has the support been around you? You know, the coaches, yeah. the players yeah. and yeah. Your, your teammates and your parents, like how important have they been in this process? Yeah, it's been really like they, if I, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to be here, but uh, me and my parents, my parents drove me around every, almost every single state. They've flown me everywhere, being able to go see these places. The community in Washington has been great. They, uh, they support me every day. Uh, my teammates, they're great. Uh, they, they definitely push me. They, uh, they definitely love seeing all, like, it's pretty cool to see all those coaches in the small town of Oklahoma come to, like, see a couple of our players. But, uh, yeah, then uh, coaches, they, they, played a big part because Brad he uh, he's he's probably played one of the bigger parts of my recruitment like sending out all my stuff to these coaches sending out my film so I'm really I'm really blessed for everyone that's been in my recruiting process 
I'm curious because I know you come from a very athletic family. I believe both your parents played collegiate sports. I know your sister is a D1 volleyball player or is going to be a D1 volleyball player. And your brother played at North Texas and now is at Baylor playing tight end position as well, Jake. So how has, I guess, your athletic background prepared you for this moment? Is it something where you saw your brother go through it? Like how how has that just prepared you being from the family you're from? Yeah, so – it really helps with Jake already going through it. So uh, we kind of had, we kind of had like a vision to keep our eyes on. Like we kind of knew what to look for and what to not look for. Um, so Jake really helped a lot in our uh, recruiting process, just already being through it. But uh, yeah, with a athletic background, my dad, he, uh, he knows what coaches are real and what coaches aren't real. Uh, mom, she kind of just likes to go and see all these places. She knows she knows what places are good and what places are not. But, uh, yeah, it's Jake has really helped us a lot, especially in, a, in this recruiting process, just uh, our being able to already see my parents already been through it. And so it's a big deal. I know you mentioned going to campus and Notre Dame really blew it out of the water for you. Can I hear how, what your parents or your family's perspective of was Notre Dame after you visited? Like, did they, did they have the same effect? What was their thoughts on the Irish when they visited with you as well? Yeah, they they absolutely loved it. They were, it was definitely one, number one on their list, too. They Right after uh, right after the visit we left, we definitely had a big talk about uh, definitely considering Notre Dame. This is definitely going to be a number one spot for you. It, has all, it checks all the boxes for you. Um, but just everything about Notre Dame, the campus, the academics, the coaching staff, the uh, tight end use is just its just amazing. And I can't get that anywhere else except uh, Notre Dame. Well, perfect segue because I wanted to ask about the tight end you, obviously the background of Notre Dame. We just saw Michael Mayer obviously was a great All-American tight end. You talk about the history from the Dave Caspers of the world to the Tyler Reiferts to the Brock Wrights and yeah. so many great tight ends in between. How important was that background of how Notre Dame has been able to develop that position and highlight that position as a program? Yeah, yeah that's that's a huge deal. Even before Coach Parker was there, um, they were producing so many tight ends. So I just know, like before, like in my recruiting process, the usage of tight ends is probably going to be the biggest priority for me. Like I want a school that's not just 10 and 11 personnel. Like I want a school that's 11, 12, and 13 personnel. So uh, Notre Dame definitely has that. But uh, the the their way that they've been sending tight ends to the league is you can't get that anywhere else. But uh, even before Coach Parker, they sent like 12 – 12 tight ends to the league. Like, I mean, it's just absurd, but uh, I think me and coach Parker will definitely be able to put me on that list. So. Well, and let me ask you about your relationship with coach Parker. Cause I think that that's important. So he's a tight ends coach, but he's also the offensive coordinator now for Notre yes. Dame. Describe your relationship with him, Nate. Like how, what, what would you, how would you kind of quantify the relationship that you developed with coach Parker and how instrumental has he been to helping yeah. you make this decision? Yes, sir. Yeah, me and him definitely have like a little bit of the same personality. We're both very open, very like very talkative guys, very loving guys. But uh, uh, we uh, we've just started our relationship about like a couple months ago, right when he offered me. I feel like I kind of just clicked with him right when I got on the phone with him. But uh, uh, we've really just been staying in touch. He really we've been staying in touch at least once, like every three days. I mean, it's been great. He he really shows that he wants me. He really, he really does the most from any other coach. Um, 
he uh, we've gone over film together. We uh, we have uh, really just seen the campus together. We we kind of just done everything together at Notre Dame. We kind of just talked every every uh, a couple times a week. So it's kind of hard to like say that I didn't build the best relationship with him, but I actually like it's probably the best relationship that I've ever built with anyone. I have a very curious question for you because you're a young man that even before it became apparent that Notre Dame was the top school for you, I loved your film. I thought you were the top tight end in the class for everybody that I have seen so far. I learned recently that you were actually a quarterback pretty recently. Tight end is still pretty new to you. Can yep. you talk to me about how that position has developed now this offseason a little bit? And Because I, mean, I, I think people are going to be super excited about the film that you put out in 2022. Yep. But obviously, that was your first year playing tight end, so it's only going to yeah. get better from here. Yeah, so uh, I was playing uh, quarterback all through and up until my eighth grade year. And then freshman year, I was I went to D end my freshman year. And then sophomore, my spring of sophomore year, I decided to switch over to tight end, and uh, I picked up my first offer uh, my spring camp. So that was awesome. But then it's been great. I mean, I've loved the. I love the switch. I mean, I've always wanted to be a tight end, but I just haven't ever been big enough. But then right when uh, high school hit, I could see myself playing at tight end. And like my, with my brother playing tight end, I've always wanted to kind of follow into his footsteps. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely love the tight end position more than a little bit of the other uh, positions. But uh, I definitely get to I don't forget to do it all at the tight end position, which I love. So I'm I'm having a blast with it, and uh, I'm only going to get better next year. So I've I've learned a lot of new things on these. Yeah, and with these visits, I got to learn new things from coaches. So I think that helps a lot. So um, this next year, I definitely definitely will do much better than last year. Well, and I know you mentioned it all obviously sporadically throughout this conversation, but if I had to ask you. Can you tell me what Notre Dame's pitch was to you? Like, what was what set them apart as far as what they were able to, I guess, sell as a vision for you? And how unique was it compared to, I guess, some other schools and how they were kind of, you know, trying to obviously put, get into a good position with you as well? Yeah. So uh, what Notre Dame did with me, they put me through a game based like simulation. They uh, put me through the locker room and yeah. So in the locker room, they have about like seven, seven lockers for the tight ends. And on the very end is the starting tight end. And he, he said that that's where I'll be. And that's, that's a big part for me. And uh, he did the whole, he did the whole game day experience, what they do before they walk down the tunnel. And uh, I mean, that's just like a big part of me. I got to hit the signs, then uh, run out of the tunnel. Then I see the whole stadium. It was like a night, it was a colder night, like rainy. So it was kind of, it was kind of even cooler. I had all the lights on and uh, all the music. It was it was really awesome. So like that was kind of that was kind of my like selling point. Like they really showed me. They really did that for me and showed me that they really want me. Well, and let me ask last question for you, Nate. Is I know obviously this is a big day for you and your family and the community of Washington, like you already kind of stated here. But so, what's the day going to look like? What's where are you going to be celebrating? How are you going to be enjoying this great day? Yeah, so we're we're gonna go to our high school. We're gonna we're gonna kind of just set up in my high school. Uh, then I'm gonna have a couple of my friends and my coaches and family there, and I'll just I'll just announce it. Then we're gonna then we're gonna hang out. Then uh, I think we're gonna go over to we're gonna go swim tonight. And we're gonna have some steaks and uh, just a little bit of food. So we're just gonna have some family time and just uh, celebrate the commitment. 
I love it, man. So I really appreciate you for taking a little bit of time today. Again, I know it's super busy for you, but best of luck. Congratulations. And welcome to the Notre Dame family, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So that was the the uh, interview that Ryan did with uh, his somehow somewhere in the distant relative. I'm sure uh, six that kid. Six I'll say this: yes. that kid is perfect for Notre Dame. His last name is, or for Irish breakdown, his last name is Roberts. His dad's name is Brian. I mean, so it was destined that this was going to happen. Uh, look, th- this is a big pickup for Notre Dame, Ryan. Uh, I remember the first time we popped in his film and we talked about him on the show. I was like, yeah, this guy's a dude. Right. This yeah. guy's a dude. I don't know if he's going to be the top tight end in the class, but he's a dude. And then as you watch other tight ends, you're like, yeah, yeah, he, he's a dude. So, yeah. uh, you know, when you when you look at it, Ryan, this is a this is a great way to start off the 2025 class. And from the impression I got from him, Ryan, and you talk to him, you've been interviewing him, you've gotten to know him. It doesn't sound like he went into the process looking to make an early decision, nor did Notre Dame try to influence him to make an early decision. It seems like it's just kind of like no one else comes close to Notre Dame yeah. is, is the impression I got. Is that is that the correct read of, of how it all went down? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a hectic, obviously, last couple months. Like you said, Brian, he made the Southeastern swing. He made the Midwest swing. He's been to Notre Dame multiple times. He's been to a couple other schools multiple times, been to Oklahoma countless times. And he talked a lot about the interview of like people expected him just to stay home. You know, they expected him to stay in Oklahoma and – or at least close to Oklahoma and, and do that trajectory. But obviously he grew up a Notre Dame fan. He is a deeply Catholic individual as well, him and his family. So the religious aspects of, of the conversation are also very important. And he talked about on his last visit, it was just like the first visit was fantastic. And then the second visit, he was just like, what am I like, what am I looking for? Like, what else am I trying to find here? Like, this is, this is, this is it. So yes, I, I think that the, Feeling he got on campus, especially the second time around, that was the separator. Like it was just he found everything he was looking for. To use one of his quotes, he checked all the boxes. He found his home, obviously, Notre Dame. And some guys just know at different times, obviously, right? Like some guys don't know until the signing day of their senior year. Some guys know when they're sophomores in high school. I think he did his due diligence, though. This wasn't an impulse of, I took one great visit. I'm excited. Now I'm going to go do my business. He's been to a lot of places and been to some places multiple times, which yeah. he, I think he made, I think this was a good process. For yeah. him. And really he came did. back. That's the thing. Yes. When I was doing this, Ryan, I was getting ready to talk. I wasn't like speed up. So, so. <laughs> Come on, Ryan, wrap it up. No, it was, he came back. I mean, he cycled through again to see if that second visit had the same impact as the first visit. And I think that was smart and wise. And, and, you know, it's kind of like you know what the recruiting process is going to be because, as you've said, Ryan, he's gone through this before with his older brother who ended up at North yes. Texas. Now he's transferred to Baylor. Uh, yeah. I think he had, what, like 25, 26 catches last year uh, player, for uh, almost yep. 300 yards, quality player. He's talking to his dad, and and the one thing that uh, I can share from that conversation is he said that that Nate's are as big as his brother is now. He's about 6'4", plus 230. There's probably a little bit of growth, and and I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I I expected his game to be completely different when I first saw a picture of him and saw where he was from. But he's a he's a very intriguing player. It's a big pickup for Notre Dame, it, as you said. I think it was important that it wasn't a rushed decision. It yes. wasn't a sped up decision. There was no pressure on Notre Dame. I mean, they're low. There there's a ton of great tight ends on the board, so there was no need to try to push him 
for any kind of panic move in this in, in this class. So let's talk a little bit about the class impact, Ryan. And obviously, tight end, it's minimum one a year, so you meet the numbers need. I think the other part of it is is Notre Dame the last couple years in twenty two and twenty or twenty three and twenty four, in my opinion has landed players that are good football players that were good pickups. I'm glad they got Carter uh, Cooper Flanagan. I'm glad they got Jack Larson. But those were more filling stylistic needs, in my opinion. You had had that great class with Eli Raritan and Holden Stace, and I felt that Notre Dame felt that there was a need for different types on their roster. They needed a traditional tight end. Cooper Flanagan comes in as Mitchell Evans is going into his junior year, so there's a nice gap there. Jack Larson brings you sort of that H-back type of guy that can line up in, in block nines, block down on sevens, can work the wing, can move, can line up in the slot. Right now, that's role that's really being served by Davis Sherwood, who, you know, yeah. and then you look forward to say, okay, but now it's time to get back to landing big-time tight ends. Because I think sometimes people think you just land a big-time tight end every year. Well, okay, maybe, but if the big-time tight ends are just bringing you the same dude every year, you, sometimes you got to say, look, we've already got some really talented guys. We need this style. I think spacing it out to where now 2025 was the year because of, A, the just the way the classes have broken down, and then, B, how loaded it is at tight end. It yeah. was an important year to just go out and get the best dude that you can get. You've met your needs for stylistic things the last two classes. Now it's just go get a dude, and they flat out got a dude in the 25 class in Nate Roberts. Well, they did. And I think that, again, it's with the background of everything. It was also a fit that made complete sense, right? Like Notre Dame, I want to say lucked out because obviously there was a lot of, there was a lot of suitors for Nate. I mean, you mentioned, the, you mentioned the offer list that he had and you mentioned the visits that he's gone on, but it helps that he's a Catholic kid that loved Notre Dame growing up. Like those things obviously helped the cause. Jared Parker though, I mean, Nate literally mentioned it. He's, messaging him I mean he's talking to him like every three days or so uh, you know and he's putting in that work and he talked a lot about that the, Jared Parker had built the best relationship of any coach and not of any coach on Notre Dame like of any yeah. coach in college football. he emphasized that twice right I thought he said it and then like maybe he didn't feel that he said it with enough oomph so he came back yes. and did it again Ryan, I think that's th this is an angle to this too, Ryan, that's important because Jared Parker's been kind of quiet on the recruiting trail from the standpoint of, you know, you, you he inherited a tight end in the class that he arrived in, in Cooper Flanagan. Yeah. They built a strong bond. He liked Cooper. There was no need to look anywhere else. That was a kid that they liked. So it was about keeping him in the class. They got Jack Larson super early in the process a year ago. And, and so now it's just like, okay, is he just kind of playing the offensive coordinator role? Most of the things that we've heard about Jared Parker have been from other kids playing other positions. You're now seeing him get a chance to start to show his recruiting chops. And I think this is step one of a two-step process that, that he needs to hit this summer that is going to show that, okay, the big-time tight end recruiting is going to continue at Notre Dame, right? And I think this was a huge step. And the fact that he, he said this to you in the past – he said it. Uh, he said it again in this. I talked to somebody else close to the situation who who emphasized it. Jared Parker played a huge role. Yes, tight end you and all that helped, but how Jared Parker sold this was big time for Notre Dame being able to not only get this kid, but to get this kid as early as they got him. Yep. I mean, it, the timing. I mean, you were sitting here now in the middle of June with two commits already in the class. You also got your first offensive commit, obviously with Davion Dixon already in the class playing defensive tackle. So I, 
I truly believe that when all is said and done, as long as there's no bias against the Notre Dame recruit here, that we're talking about a top. I, I think this that. is a. I think this is a top fifty recruit right now. But I think that this kid has five star upside. I yes. truly do because the cool part about him, a little bit of the backstory. 2022, his sophomore year was the first year he ever played tight ends in his yeah. life, not just like yeah. in high school, like in yeah. his life. He was a quarterback and defensive end, had never played tight end before. Ryan, that was the most fascinating part of your interview when I was listening to that and I was editing it this morning and getting it ready for the show was because one of the things I talked about, and I got the class impact on him up on our site and it's out on Twitter now, but the thing that I that I noted in the articles he's in a really fundamentally sound tight end for a sophomore yeah so yeah. the fact that he hadn't really played that position before floored me I was like no way no way he's a really good route runner he's a really good blocker and, and things we'll see this when we dive into the film but that that shocked me which says a lot about this kid he's just a football player you know what I mean and he's he's obviously a very talented player as well I, I wanted I, we usually do like a what's next at the end yeah but I want to kind of talk about that here in as part of the class impact, Ryan. And here's an important piece to this. As we have talked with people close to the situation, what we have found out is Notre Dame has made it very aware to Nate Roberts that they are pursuing Carter Nelson very heavily in the 24 class. That is a known fact. That is not new. And the, the pitch that Notre Dame has had to both of them has been really fascinating because there's a level of consistency to the messaging. And one thing that we found out uh, in, in kind of digging into this was Notre Dame had a certain pitch to Carter Nelson about how he fits into the offense. And we discussed that. You've discussed that. This, you discussed that, I believe, on uh, Tuesday, correct? That was something that you you got into. Yes. Yep. But that that's the exact same thing they told Nate Roberts. And what I, not about how Nate's going to be used, but they were they told Nate, exactly how they plan to use Carter was the exact same way they explained to Carter how they're going to use Carter. And I think that was impactful in this one too, Ryan, because it's kind of like, hey, and we'll, we'll show this on the film. Carter Nelson, as we've said, is sort of like a hybrid Kyle Pitts, Tyler Eifert type receiver slash tight end. Nate Roberts is a tight end. He is a pure modern tight end. He's the equivalent of what I think a modern tight end should look like. And we'll get into why when we, when we get to that part of the, of the show, but I think that was very important here too is because they pitched them on how they're using them together. And that plays into what you had mentioned earlier that, that Nate said to you in the interview was I'm not looking to go to a school that's going to be using 10 and 11 all the time. Yeah. And if that were the case, you're going to look at Jack Larson and Carter Nelson and Cooper Flanagan and be like, eh, it's a pretty deep depth chart, but he's looking at Notre Dame saying they're going to use 12 and 13 personnel as well, which means if me and that dude are both dudes, we're going to play together. Yes. not rotating in. And I think that messaging was very impactful. I'm going to assume this. I don't know this for a fact. I'm going to assume that that's the same message that they're giving to Carter Nelson about how they're going to use Nate Roberts is you guys aren't competing for necessarily one spot. You guys are competing for, for to, to play together. Right. And I think that's going to be an important, important pitch. And I think it was important to note that, in this breakdown, because I, I think it's wise when you shoot for us, do not only did you get the number one tight end, but to have a guy that's going to complement the two you have. And this is a comment I made to somebody yesterday. If, if they're able to get Carter Nelson, that's an, if that's still work to be done, but if they do, you've got three tight ends in two years, Ryan, that are literally different type of players. Jack Larson's not like either one of those two guys. 
Carter Nelson's not like either of the two guys, and Nate Roberts is not like the, the other two guys. That's an important part of being a 13-personnel team, and I think that's what made the 2020 tight end room so so good, even though I would have liked to see them throw the ball more to the number two and number three. Brock Wright, Tommy Tremble, and Mike Mayer played a ton together that year, yep. but they were three completely different players. I would argue this group has even more diversity of skill set if they're able to get Carter Nelson than before, and, and it's important because some people are going to ask, hey, how does this impact Carter Nelson? I think that's why that's why we wanted to talk about it here is the pitch for Notre Dame is, look, you guys aren't competing for you're going to play and you're going to be on the bench, and then when you play, you're on the bench. It's something like, hey, fellas, y'all can play together. All three of y'all can play together and bring some pa- – I mean, you could go 13 personnel, Ryan, empty the backfield, you know, and go and, and line up with, with, you know, Carter Nelson to the boundary, Nate Roberts in the slot, you know, your your one receiver outside, Tobias, you know, Cam Waves, whoever, Isaiah Canyon, whoever, Jack's playing like a wing H-back position. And just like that, you're a legit throwing the ball weapon against a team that's now in 13 personnel defending defense. That's what makes this so intriguing. And that's what also honestly makes getting Nate Roberts important, but really closing this summer off, trying to get Carter Nelson to go with them. That's where Jared Parker can say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to throw my weight around now. It's time I've watched there. I've watched Chancey load up and I've, you know, Joe's doing his thing. Dylan's rocking and rolling, right? Gino, Gino's trying to roll, get it. It's time for me to throw my weight around. This is step one, getting Nate Roberts is step one. And if you can get Carter Nelson, that's step two. But I also think it's important to talk about it here because of the fact that, that Nate is such a different type of player than Carter Nelson is. It's very important. Well, I, I think the great thing about Nate is that Nate can Nate can play a variety of roles. He really can. I mean, this is a – yes, he's a traditional guy that can play in line. He can put his hand in the dirt. He could also do the wing stuff. He also, as we will see when we pop on the film, he's spending a lot of time in the slot. He can do that stuff. He can run some RPO stuff. He can be an after-catch receiver. There's, I mean, there's not really a limitation to the amount of roles that Nate Roberts can run. And when you talk about Carter Nelson, you could say the same about Carter. Carter can do so many different things, but the things he does is not the same as what a Nate Roberts is going to do. Like he's going to be a, boundary receiver, slot receiver. Like he's going to be more of an outside-oriented type of tight end. Nate Roberts is a guy that you can work inside and out and could be that type of style of a player. So, yes, you're right. You can use both those guys together, including Jack Larson, into this conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Cooper Flanagan into this conversation right. as well a couple years into the future. And you can right. use all those guys, not interchangeably, because they're going to do different things, but together, cohesively right. is the word Correct. that you need to look for there. It's a so, great word for that, Ryan. It, it's a it's a great get, man. It really is. Because I think in a vacuum, you got a top 50 football player, in my opinion, a guy that could potentially be the top tight end in the 2025 class when it all is said and done, a guy that buys in, and a player that's he's – a, he's a rare football player for where he's from as well. I mean, it, it's just a fascinating backstory, Brian. He's a, they play two-way football in the state of Oklahoma, which is a smaller division. Nate is the first player to ever – from his school, from Washington High School, to really be pursued this heavily. They have another tight end that's being pursued by some Power 5 schools as well, but they've never had a guy that's a national recruiter. The Georges won him. The Notre Dames won him. The Big 12 schools won him. Like, they've never had this type of Right, his offer list is Notre Dame, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, 
Penn State, Oregon, Oklahoma. I mean, right? I mean, if you're a tight end, that's kind of that's where you want to be getting offered by those schools. Yes. I mean, it's impressive. No doubt about it's it. It's really I impressive. Mean, he's he's a he's a really good football player, man. And as you can see by the interview, if you missed it earlier in the show, it's a really good kid as well. So I think this one just kind of fits all the areas that you need. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, Ryan, you uh, you ready to dive into a little film, man? I mean, that's a rhetorical question. I know you're always ready to dive into some film, but uh, y- y'all are going to see, you're, y'all going to see a really impressive kid here. Let's get this going here. All right, so you're going to see, Ryan, I think the first thing that people are going to notice about this kid, he's got really good size for for his age, and he's already added 10 pounds since then. And so he's got really good size. The second thing you notice, this kid can legitimately run. Like not run for his size. He can legitimately run. I think he's a 4'6 athlete as a sophomore in high school. I, I truly do. I mean, this kid's a seam runner. This is an RPO kid. I mean, the one thing that he highlights in his huddle tape, Ryan, is that he had a little over 700 yards. Nearly half of it was after the catch last season. Like, he does a lot after the catch because he's explosive, and he's pretty twitched up, man. Like, he can mm-hmm. he can really explode into the open field. So, yes, you are correct. He's a bigger kid. <laughs> the coach I talked to yesterday said that he this was his first year this past year. He saw Nate the first day when he was about to be hired. And he was like, man, that kid's going to be hard to replace next year, huh, to the head coach. And the head coach was like, that kid's a freshman. <laughs> like, we got a couple <laughs> more years. <laughs> so it's just to illustrate the size that this kid has as only a sophomore in high school is pretty awesome, man. This is part of his game. You see you see some of this in his game too, Ryan. This is, a real, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about where I'm like, this kid doesn't look like someone's ever played the high tight end before. The patient's working on that combo block. Now, look, does he need to play with a little bit better base on contact? Does he need to get his hands in there? Sure. But I love the leg drive. But just the feel for what he's looking for, this is a really natural player. You'll see a little bit later where he's going to seal off an edge block in the run game. I, actually, this might actually be it. Um, yeah, here we go. You know, look, there's technical things to improve, but this is a kid that battles in the run game. He takes blocking seriously, which, again, shocked me when you told me that this was his first year playing tight end. Usually that's something that comes down the road with kids that make position switches, but not for this kid. So, yeah, he's a legitimate big-time pass-catching option. Plus, you said, Ryan, what what did he have, 33 catches? 33 catches for over 11 of them went for touchdowns. Like, that's a really crazy rate. This is one of the most impressive plays on his film, Ryan. Like this is a, a decent speed out, right? Good vertical. What I a couple things I like about this this kid. He gets all he gets. He's not a lumbering guy. He doesn't need to build speed. He gets off the line well. Nice snap in. Starts working down. But look how easily he snaps his hips around and makes this catch. Right, he makes this look way easier than it should have been. 
this is not this Off easy of a catch. Yeah. Right. Like he makes this like no problem. I got him. I'm gonna get up, you know, make turn around, get vertical. This is a hard catch that he makes look really flipping easy. Then well, he gets I, flipped and holds on to the football. Well, I, I think that that's the great thing about him, Brian, is that there is some technical stuff that he needs to work on, obviously, but you He's see the developments right. before your eyes because first year playing, I was told by his coach that. Yes, he's incredibly talented. He's gifted. He, they, they, he. The coach told me that he thinks that he could have played major college football playing quarterback if he would, if yeah. he was stuck at quarterback, and he could have played major college baseball as well. Like he's a legitimate baseball pitcher, like very good pitcher. But obviously, he's growing into this tight end. And but the thing is, is that yes, he's incredibly athletic. He's incredibly twitched up. But the work ethic that this kid has yeah. is something that the coach just illustrated. He said that he would go on visits and he would feel so bad that he would miss a workout or he would miss a lift that he would go on his own time and make yeah. that stuff up. And the coaches were like, no, dude, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, coach, right. I'm not missing any of this work. Like, I need to get this work in. So this is a hardworking kid who's also incredibly gifted. I want to point this to this is when I say football player, Ryan. This is kind of what I'm talking about. What do I always preach about? Get the ball away from the defense. Get in the outside arm. Look at this. He sees that guy and immediately flips it over. You want to talk a little bit because you want to protect from that guy coming from the other side, but just this feel. And then, of course, the ability just to just run, you know, is is really impressive. This kid has a lot, a lot of tools he brings to the table. And as you're going to see, like he can play nice stock block there. He could play outside. You can put him in the boundary in certain looks like you did Michael Mayer. But where he's going to really be dangerous is working inside the numbers. He's going to be dangerous working in the slot, working from a wing, moving around, being in a, being lined up attached with his hand in the dirt. He can do all of that. That's really where his game thrives. But if you if you need to get in some matchups, we're going to put him outside. Put him outside. This is a really nice feel for the game here, right? Working with snaps inside, sees feels that defense and just settles quickly in the hole, waiting for the throw. This is the stuff where I was like, when he said that, I was like, there's no way this kid's only played tight end for a year. No way. Must, must no be that way. quarterback background, man. You understand really what the soft spots and zones are. I mean, that yeah, must it be really it. is. It. Yeah, he, He's an impressive athlete, right? You know, this is a, this is one of the better blocks, but again, this is something he is willing to do. And as he gets older and stronger, he's going to be a really good blocker. That's not a small kid that he's driving off the ball like that. That's why I was surprised that they play at such a like a lower level in Oklahoma because I was like they're playing against some pretty good sized yeah. kids like they're not like a bunch of small dudes out there. Really know? natural catching ability, Ryan. Like he's got really soft hands. Like it, it, it just this is a smooth catch. He makes these things that which are not actually easy as easy catches as you'd think look really easy. And that's when you know you have a big time player when he makes hard things look natural and easy. And and, and again, folks, this is sophomore film sophomore film of this kid so he's a really really impressive football player ryan really impressive and if, football if this player. if this was a 2024 kid that we were talking about or a 2023 kid i would still grade this as a top 50 player like right, he's, still serious, yeah right? I, I, like it's i don't in a vacuum i don't he's he barely missed the cutoff for me ryan like with the grade but that that's because he's a sophomore and there's things to work on and i grade him as I, 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 so one thing I've done is change my scheme system of grading to where I actually grade you for where I'd expect you to be uh, as of if you were a senior. And then it, that's how, you know, you, so that's why for me, a lot of sophomores don't get high grades. I don't give that out very often. I see Jay Carr was a four star as a sophomore and then obviously climbed up to a five for me. But I'm, I, I get where you're coming from, Ryan, and I don't disagree at all because the one thing I, I do have him now is five star upside. And I don't, you know this, Ryan, I don't give five star upside to sophomores very often. It's just not something we do very often. 
Uh, and this kid certainly brings it, certainly brings it really nice. Nat look, just, I mean, just snatches it out of the air. His hands aren't waiting. Just, it just makes it look easy. Boop. Here we go. And then you see the speed. I, I sent it. I sent it to us. I sent his highlight tape to a scouting buddy just to get his thoughts. Cause this kid's, this guy's a really harsh grader. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, no, a lot to work. Uh, he said a couple things he needs to work on, blah, blah, blah. But he was like incredibly gifted, really fast. All types of, I was like, dude, this kid's a sophomore in high school. He's like, no way. Yeah. That kid's a sophomore. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's insane. <laughs> He's thinking what this kid's like about to enroll at Notre Dame or something like that. He, he, he thought he probably thought he was a 2023 kid. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. tell him what grade he was in or anything. So yeah, he, he just graded him as like, this is what he is right now, right? And yeah. he's about to go into college. And man, he's good. He's a good player. Man. Yeah. Look, this is the get off I'm talking about, Ryan. Like, this is really efficient footwork, very slight. Like, you see receivers all the time have those huge dips of the front foot, that false step that you know I hate. This is a pretty normal false step. It's slight, drives off that front foot, and he gets on that DB in a hurry. And here's the thing he's not running a go route. Right, like this is something that I would preach to my receivers, Ryan. Make everything look like a go route. Now, as they got into their route tree, there was a couple things we do with slow delays. But like when you're outside and you're coming off the line, everything is a go route. And this kid, literally, I'm thinking, okay, he's about to he's about to run by this dude. And I don't know what the top end looked like, but he sold go and broke it off, and he makes the catch. Like that's the stuff that I talk about, Ryan. Like this kid is really advanced for his feel for the game but there's still a lot of room for him to grow and improve. And I think that's important because sometimes when you find sophomores that dominate like this, they're kind of finished products and that can be a concern. That's not the case for him, to be honest with you. And, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest here, Ryan, you know, look, we all make first impressions. When I saw that they offered a kid from Oklahoma and I saw what he looked like and kind of a bigger head kind of a, you know, thick neck. I'm like, he's going to be a big, like, lumbering blocking kind of guy, you know, is going to really be a dominant physical kid, probably pretty advanced. When I popped in the film, I literally had to make sure, look and say, is this the right kid? Cause I don't think this is the kid that I'm, you know, and then you're like, yeah, it's the right kid. So he looks like a, like a big tight end, but he doesn't play like that. He plays like a modern tight end. And somebody asked for a comp earlier. The only one that I can, that I've thought of so far is, uh, I mean, he just reminds me a ton of Travis Kelsey. As a, not as not as the Kansas City Chiefs version. I'm talking about the guy at Cincinnati, the college guy version of it, where you know Ken Block, you know big guy run, you know probably not like a, he's not like um, you know Kyle Pitts, and he's not going to run like Kyle Pitts type of forty time, but he can run, especially when you look at a kid his size. But he can flat and out Kelsey, run. Kelsey ran like four six two, I think, or something like that. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. Kelsey could run. Kelsey right, could run. right. And so you, you look at a guy like that, like he can run, but he's not. He's not running, you know, Kyle Pitts 40 four, four. times. And, right, because right. didn't uh, didn't George Kittle run like a low 4-5 as well? He ran a 4-5-1, I believe. Yeah, four, five, so, I mean, one. he's not yeah. that kind of burner, but he's fast, you know, because if you're running a 4-6-2 at Travis Kelsey's size, you're moving, as we, and we've seen him in the NFL. So, style of play-wise, he reminds me a lot of Travis Kelsey. And when you look at Travis Kelsey at Cincinnati, Ryan, in Travis Kelsey's only year where he really played, like, as was the primary receiver – he averaged 16 yards a catch. He had 45 catches for 722 yards. And, and so part of this, when you when you compare Nate to Michael Mayer from a usage standpoint, you know, the thing that you're going to look at and say, hey, from a usage standpoint, you know, this kid reminds me a lot of a lot. He'll do a lot of the things that Michael Mayer did, you know, the short to intermediate stuff. But he's going to he's going to be a guy that averages a lot more yards per catch wise because he's going to be able you're, you you one of the things I wish Notre Dame would have done more in recent years 
was use Michael Mayer more to stretch the seams, to stretch the middle of the field. I think Mayer could have done it in, in, in the intermediate to, to starting to get into that deeper range and kind of that, that level between the safeties and the linebackers. If you don't use this kid to attack the middle of the seams, then you're just you're just not coaching football the right way, in my opinion. And then when as we saw some of the concepts that Notre Dame implemented this spring, Ryan, with the deep end cuts from the tight ends, with some of the double post looks and, and different concepts with the overs and things, I think I think this kid's going to fit in really well to how Jared Parker wants to use the tight end position moving forward. And and that that only adds to the importance of this pickup for me. And he's a winner, man. You know, the intangible side of things. He's a state champion in football and he's a two-time state champion in baseball. You know, and he's right. a really good baseball player. And his team went 17 and 0 this year in football, man. <laughs> like that. seven they played 17 games. Yep. Go check Max Prep. So it's 17 good and Lord. <laughs> I wonder if that was I wonder if that was Max Prep counting like uh some scrimmage or something. Because that's a it lot. It could have been. I just I just looked at the schedule, but that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's man. that's impressive, man. That's really impressive. So I, I think you all got a sense, Ryan. People got a sense of why you and I are so high on this kid and why we've been so high on this kid for a long time. This kid has a lot of ability. He's at, he's an athletic kid. He's a smart football player. I think that's very important. Uh, he's a kid that that brings intangibles to the trait, the background, the DNA to the trait. You said his Mom and dad were both athletes. Athletes, his sister's getting ready to go play Division One volleyball. I believe you yes. said his brother's Correct. already Division One tight end. Yep. So the DNA is there as well. There's just a lot to like about this young man, and uh, huge, huge pickup for Notre Dame, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, this is one of those pickups, honestly, where it's just like, what's not to like here? Right. <laughs> it's just like tight ends at a school that produces tight ends as well as anybody. A young man that is physically advanced for his age, a young man that is well-spoken, a Catholic kid as well. I mean, it's just, what do you, what do you, what, what's the drawback to a Nate right. Roberts, right? Like he's just a, he, he talked about checking the boxes as far as trying to find the school for him. He checks the boxes as far as like, if I'm a recruiter, it's like, what else do you want? Right. There's nothing else that you need in this conversation. He's fast. Yeah. He's athletic. He's big. He'll, he's a willing blocker. Upside is through the roof. I really think this kid could be special. Agree. And, and as you said, Ryan, still a lot to work on with his game. It just, not that he's not, I mean, his, he's an advanced route runner, dot, 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 for his age. There's still things to work on. There's still growth to ha- to be had. There's still uh, run run game technical aspects to improve upon. But the fact that he's this good this early, I mean, look, like you said, Ryan, if he's not a top 50 player when it's all said and done, I'll be shocked. I mean, I'll be really shocked because on my grading system, he was only like three or four points away. That's on a scale of over 600 points. You know what I mean? Uh, so six, 600, 700 points. So that, that, that's really close to being that five-star upside kid, lots of room to grow. And it also is going to impact the class, Ryan, because when you can kick a class off with highly regarded players, that's important too. We rank him that high. Some some don't rank him quite as high, but most have him ranked pretty high. Uh, I mean, you know, rivals are 247 sports and ESPN both rank him as the number 3 tight end in the country. Now we'll see if 247 keeps him there as you mentioned with with the the things that they tend to do. Rivals has him at 160 overall, but still is the number 5 tight end in the loaded class and I I watched the tight ends ahead of him. There aren't four tight ends better than him. On three is the only one that has him ranked low, and 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 they haven't, but they have him at two forty nine. 
His composite ranking is 121, 137. He should be higher than that. And I think he if they're if they're fair and honest, he will end up higher than that as more people get to know him. Because as you said, this is his first year playing tight end. So he's still just kind of getting on people's radar. So and, recruit- and he's and he's a small kid, he's a small school kid from right. the state of Oklahoma as well. Right. You remember when Carter Nelson was really lowly rated, right? Yep. To begin the process. Yep. This now kid's already down. in a much better spot. So yes, I think it's only up from here if the people that are doing the rankings are fair. If they're fair, right. I think there's only up from here. Right. You you look at the the ranking part that that'll but his rankings are still such Ryan that it's going to catch other pe- recruits attention. Right? It's going to catch a quarterback's attention, a receiver's attention. And I think those are those are very important aspects of of this entire conversation. I think the other thing too Ryan is if you're CJ Carr right now, you've got to be, and Kenny Minchie, you've got to be looking at the 24 and 25 classes and just be licking your chops for all the pass game weapons. I mean, and it's not even just the receivers. I mean, they've signed they, they've signed four receivers, have commitments from three more. If you could talk about Cooper Flanagan, you talk about Jack Larson, you talk about Jeremiah Love, you talk about Aeneas Williams, all legitimate pass game weapons. And now you throw this kid into the mix, and you're just like, whoever's a quarterback for Notre Dame, it's like, Dude, we're gonna. We're. I don't know what else we can do for you. We're <laughs> we're doing everything we can well, to load up. It's get Taylor Taylor in the twenty twenty four five right. class, and then I guess we're cooking there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get Taylor Taylor and Nate Roberts, then they will have landed their number one pass catcher at tight end and wide receiver for this class, which would be huge. So re- really big pickup here, Ryan. We're we're gonna have a mailbag next, so some people have thrown some questions in there. If you do have some questions about Nate, about recruiting, about whatever the case may be, about the team, you know how mailbags work. Go ahead and get those in there now. Brian, what's kind of next for him? If you're if you're Nate Roberts' coach, what are the things that you're going to sit down with him and say, okay, this is what we're focusing on this summer to get ready for next season. This is where we can take your game as a junior to that next level. Well, I, I think that it's a physical development offseason, right? Like we usually see a big jump from sophomores to junior years as far as you know being able to add to his frame. And I think that it's just the attention to detail is is basically what you are. You know he's a special athlete. You know he's a kid that can run. You know he's a kid that catches the ball very easily in the pass game. It's about run game proficiency. We see there's obviously there's plays and there's tools there to be a very good blocker and to be a very good blocker moving forward. But let's add some weights. Let's improve aiming aiming points. Let's improve you know, ability to create movement on first contact. Let's create, let's improve the feet running on contact. Let's improve the hand usage in the run game. Like those things I think are generally big bumps that happen from sophomore to junior year. And I think that that's just really attention to detail stuff, aiming points, hand usage, all those critical aspects of playing the position. I think that as he continues to get bigger and stronger, he becomes a good player in some of those areas, but could potentially become a plus plus player in those areas. So I think it's just the attention to detail this offseason, really. And here's my warning to him. If I'm evaluating him, if I'm his trainer, if I'm his coach, we got to make sure that you don't focus too much on getting big. That's my concern with kids built like him is you can get, you can focus too much on the lifting and too much on those things. And you lose some of that agility. You lose some of that loose hips, that ability to flip your hips around, catch that ball and keep spinning around. That's the kind of thing where say, Hey, look, you're a naturally big kid. You don't need to, to look like Michael Mayer in a year. You know what I mean? Like keep that looseness, keep that explosiveness refined. Cause like, honestly, Ryan, if he's two thirty now and he only gains 10 or 15 pounds between now 
in the time he goes to the National Football League, 15, 20 at the most, he's going to be plenty big enough to play tight end at the next level, right? So it's about, hey, get stronger, you know, develop yourself as you physically mature, but don't don't feel the need to become this massive Hulk-looking dude, right? And that's going to be my big thing to him is your explosiveness, your agility, your loose hips, your body control, all those things are truly what make you a special player. Right. God gifted you with that. And God gifted you with a great frame. You don't need to worry about like if he was like 210, you'd be like, I, I'd be a little concerned. If he's like 205 sophomore, I'd be a little concerned because I'm like, he's going to have to put on 20, 30 pounds before he gets to Notre Dame. Yeah. And then you were like, OK, is he going to get too tight? Is he going to lose some explosiveness? He's already got the weight. It's refine it. Let it grow naturally. Like if he doesn't if he's the same weight when he arrives at Notre Dame that he is now, because I was told he's a little over 230. I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. Let Matt Bayless put that stuff on the right way. Right. And and so that would be my only sort of heads up. Hey, look, work on your, like you said, work on all the things you just talked about, Ryan. And then there will be natural strength through normal strength conditioning and stuff like that. But just don't feel this need to become like this, this big monster Hulk. at tight end, right? <laughs> yeah. And then lose that. That's going to, that would be my key. So great. big pickup, Ryan. Huge pickup for Notre Dame. Uh, great, great way to add on to the 25 class. We were kind of wondering when they were going to get another 25 player, and we were kind of going through and thinking about who who the next guys were. And Nate Roberts was always a guy that we – I remember when he first visited Notre Dame or first got offered by Notre Dame, I was talking to somebody who covers Oklahoma, or maybe you were. I forget who it was. And they were like, yeah, Oklahoma coaches are super worried about this kid. And it's kind of interesting – that's about when Oklahoma backed off of him because I think there, there was a feeling like right away, like Notre Dame's going to be hard to beat for this kid and not because, Oh, look what they do with tight ends, but there was something about this kid. And after listening to your interview and he talks about like, I, I've, I've always been an Irish fan. It's like, okay, they, they had to know that. And that's why they're, they're saving face a little bit. You know what I mean? I, it's I always, a smart I always recruiting love, strategy. It is, but I, I just always love when schools, you know, cool on a kid or back yeah. off it's, most of the time it's yeah. not by their own yeah. board but. yeah yeah but i mean i i'd do that if i was a coach it's smart sure. it, it, it allows it's perception matters in recruiting but uh th- there was always a, a thought that this no name is going to be hard to beat for this kid and uh yeah. and they were so now it's about okay now you go make yourself better and uh, be a leader of this class you know just just Keep doing what you're doing. Keep improving. Big pickup for Notre Dame. Now it's going to get interesting, Ryan, because now Jared Parker can focus all his attention on Carter Nelson and figuring out if, who who the number two tight end might the best fit at tight end in the in that class might be. And that's going to be a very interesting thing. But I think proposition. I think right now the focus is going to be on you've got to get Carter Nelson in the class along with this kid. Cause if you do now, all of a sudden Notre Dame's back to having like right now, I think Notre Dame has a very good tight end room. I think they have one of the best five best tight end rooms in college football, top to bottom. And, and, uh, but there's a couple other schools that just have more, have better because their top end talent is better. In my opinion, would you agree with that? Like I think Notre Dame depth wise can hang with Georgia. What they can't do is their top dudes aren't as good as Georgia's top dudes at, right now sure. because of okay. you know your junior you, you lost a guy who was a true junior that kind of thing. Yeah. And so uh, what you what you do now is if you can get Carter Nelson if you can get Nate Roberts now you're back to doing that and then of course I like the spacing out of them with you know two to three years apart of Holden Stace and Eli Raritan which I think is smart as well. 
So, I mean, when this kid shows up, Ryan, those kids are going to be seniors. Isn't that nuts to say? Like they're they're just finished their freshman year, and we're already talking about there were you know Notre Dame getting a commitment from there for guys that's going to be when they're seniors, going to show up when they're seniors. It's wild, it, it's really wild. Yeah. So I think it's well, it's. I saw, uh, I saw someone tweet about a 2028 kid at the uh, evaluation camp that you went. I, to. I refuse. Like, what am, what that's am I too doing, creepy. <laughs> I'm not tweeting about a middle schooler. I just I can't do it, man. I yes, can't do yes. it. I can't do it's it. Good idea. I think I think it was Mark Edwards' twin, but uh, kid, but like still, it's kind of weird. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, that that's maybe a little bit different, but uh, yeah. still, it just seems weird. Just seems weird to me. So, Ryan, that's uh, that's going to do it for this show. We're going to go to the mailbag next, folks. But before we get to the mailbag, let's do us do us a big solid. You see these? You see this right down here, everybody? Right. Hit that subscribe button. Like the show, we appreciate that. Hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. If you want to engage with us about the show, leave comments. If you just love the show and you want to let us know you love the show, if you have a question, uh, feel free to a- ask a question. If you're listening to this, pardon me, after the show is published, obviously all of you in the chat can certainly ask questions now, but if you're listening to it later, that engagement obviously helps us to continue to uh, be someone that Google is going to recognize. So uh, we would greatly appreciate that as well. And if you have not done so, make sure you subscribe to the Irish Breakdown podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. And of course, Ryan, sign up for the boards of boards on irishbreakdown.com.